stops in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, go. The electricity here in Columbia, what has been buzzing loudly all weekend. Passion of the crowd in Newton Price Stadium is second to nine. And the raid breaks out in Columbia. It is good! Gamecock fans, welcome home. See how it goes, uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to root. Let's go, Carolina! It's gone! Touchdown! What a hit! He makes it in! Can you believe it? Gamecocks have won this game! Here are your hosts. J.C. Sherbert. Watch him celebrate now. Phil Molinax. My wife doesn't like hanging around losing. And Jamie Bradford. I'm going to tell you, you look like you joined the dynasty. All right, greetings and good morning. Welcome aboard and welcome home. Inside the Gamecocks, the show live from the Sinorama Studios and built by the Barndo Co. The barndominiumco.com, where you can build your dream home for as low as $160 per square foot. If you live in the Carolinas, Georgia, or Tennessee, and another state soon, stay tuned for that. We know we have listeners and viewers all over the country, and we surely do appreciate that. If you need a sign and you're in the state of South Carolina, border to border anywhere, Matt Vaughn's team at Signorama in West Columbia is the best sign team you could possibly find. You don't have to live in Columbia to have any signs or sign or vehicle graphics or anything you can think of. You don't have to live in Columbia just to have their team do it. They will do it anywhere. Make sure you give them a call. 803-407-9284. Head to Sinorama.com and you can click on the West Columbia location and speak with Matt there. Gamecock owned and operated as all of our partners are, and we sure do appreciate them and what they do for us and, of course, what they do for the University of South Carolina. Speaking of which, three representatives in different forms and fashions will be on our program today representing the University of South Carolina in some way, shape, or form. Coming up here in 15 minutes, Coach Stuart Lake will put a bow on the 2023 Gamecock baseball season, and we'll talk to him about Omaha certainly as well. Uh, Coach Lake has been a godsend to our programming since February and has really, really, really uh, brought some neat perspective uh, to the Carolina baseball program over the last few months and what they've gone through and so we'll get his final thoughts and then give him the summer off and I don't know maybe we'll get him back in the fall to give us some fall baseball breakdowns or something like that so we're getting him back here in just a few minutes uh coming up at 1205 Mason Love the new punter he has committed only a few days ago to Shane Beamer and Gamecock football he's going to join us as well We'll find out why he chose South Carolina as his destination uh, or his college destination. He'll be playing for the, I can't imagine anybody's going to disagree with this, the best special teams coach in college football. 
Pete Limbo. I don't know that there's anybody that's – Yeah. Is there anybody who's even close to that guy? And You got another guy named Shane Beamer in there who's pretty good at it too. You, matter of fact, there's a few dudes on this staff that are pretty knowledgeable when it comes to special teams. So Mason Love will join us today and certainly looking forward to seeing him in a uniform in the future. He'll probably have a shot at punting in Austin, Texas or Norman, Oklahoma at some point in time in his career, as we all well know. And then at 1230 today, although it will be somber, uh, he, he is uh, I, he's one of my all-time favorite guests on any show I've ever had from ESPN to JB and Goldwater to here. Um, I'm not going to speak for you all, but I can't imagine you'd say anything differently. Coach G.A. Mangus will pop in for a little bit as well and uh, and reflect back on the career and life of his friend Brad Lawing. Uh, Coach Mangus now coaching in Hammond in Columbia, which is just awesome for those kids. He is a brilliant football mind, and we sure can't wait to get him in here. Um, and um, really, uh, probably going to be difficult to get through what he has to say about Coach Lawing because I know they were really good. We, we talked about this yesterday, Phil and JC, that when you look back over the tenure of Carolina – football um you know i i would say you could you could go back as long as you want to but for the last 20 or 30 years i'm not sure that there are two assistant coaches that have ever been more beloved than ga mangus and brad lawing and that includes shane beamer he is beloved now there's no doubt but but ga and and brad when they were here under coach spurrier man it was something and and coach lawing back prior to that as well back in the 90s so looking forward to getting him in here uh, the College World Series, of course, will begin today and just cannot wait to watch these teams play. Sure wish South Carolina was playing, uh, but nonetheless, uh, there's a bunch of really good programs in there. Five national seeds. Oral Roberts is the surprise as a four. They'll throw the first pitch against TCU at 2 o'clock today on ESPN. we got U.S. Open golf going on this weekend and a partridge in a pear tree. So it should be a pretty jam-packed show over the next couple of hours. And with that said, I will turn the keys over to the driver of this ship, Phil Molinax, and the the one and only. Jason Am I the Schubert. first mate? <laughs> That's what you want to be. Yeah, have at it. Hey, by the way, by the way, I got, I do have to squeeze this in here. The great and powerful Oz. Hey. <laughs> if any of you are golf guys, come on, Ricky. Is this Ricky's moment, or is he just waiting to blow up on Sunday? I Evan saw Shoffley. that. He, yeah, yeah. Evan Shoffley are leading it. They're at 800. DJ's at 600. Gamecock fan. Rory's at 500. I mean, the stars are out at the top of the leaderboard for the U.S. Open. But come on, Ricky. I'm pulling for you, dude. He's been so close, and he always blows up. And let's just hope he can get through it without doing that this weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be interesting. U.S. Open. That means it's Father's Day. Look at that. We made it. <laughs> yeah, that uh... feels happy about the. You guys happy about that? I, I, I think I'm getting a Father's Day gift this year with stepkids. You know? Like, yeah. Ah. And, uh, she asked me what I wanted for Father's Day. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Peace and quiet. <laughs> Right, you're right. Yeah, right. playing. Just leave me alone. Yeah, it's like no, I got surprised. Me. I'm like. My wife surprised me with a round of golf out on Seabrook on Sunday. 
Oh, nice. That's high class. That's, yeah, that's high man. class there. <laughs> I don't know how to for it, but man. way to go, Carrie. Yeah. Right. You must have been I, a good boy this year. I got a, I got a feeling I'm going to get out there, and she's going to be like, okay, you need to go through this gate here, but just wait till that guy looks the other way. <laughs> That's right. yeah, that, that guy's okay. name is Stan. And Stan, yeah, that's right. Yeah, go see Stan and Jimmy. If he questions you, get out of there. Okay, get out of there. <laughs> you got it. Because there's Pull another Carlos an unmarked that white not, Ford Carlos, Yeah, you don't want <laughs> no. the Carl. The Carlos in the cart. He's too old to get you. That Carlos yeah. over there. That, yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to walk by him. No. And 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 like you pan over to he's the pool boy. Like all ripped and sitting out there in a banana hammock, all these fifty-four-year-old ladies plus sitting out there sunning. Like I just love this pool here at Seabrook. It's just so delicious. I mean, nice. (laughs) He comes running back. Wait a minute, man, because he's also security. Because times are hard and helps hard to find. Yeah, exactly. Right. uh, No, I'm sorry. I could go on. I've got a whole story in my head. You didn't pay to be out here, sir. You didn't pay to be out here, sir. You know, I didn't. <laughs> but no, uh, man, I think yeah. that's awesome. Uh, and you, you enjoy that, JB, because I know, yeah, man. I know you will. I know you'll love that. Well, that's and before we go any further, obviously, Happy Father's Day to everybody. It's it's one of my favorite sure. days of the year. Um, this was a card that Clemson sent to Coach Tanner years ago. Uh, they're one of their their father, Coach Tanner. Uh, so. Um, Coach Tanner always gets a card in the mail from the Tigers, and uh, I know he's proud of that. So, the the father of Clemson baseball, right there, Ray Tanner. Dude, I remember calling a, a buddy of mine right after we knocked him out of Omaha. I literally waited for him to pick up the phone to say hello. I yelled and screamed one time, Ray Tanner is your daddy, and hung the phone right back up. <laughs> It was funny. A Clemson fan got a hold of Will Muschamp's Wikipedia after one of those games that just wasn't close. Yeah, and it goes on and on. William Larry Muschamp, whatever. And it's like, and then all of a sudden, very subtly, his father is Dabo Sweeney. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I got to give him credit for that. His father, just real subtle. Like you, it took the Wikipedia editors like a week to figure it out. You know, it was that subtle, and I was like, what? The yeah, I appreciate a good so, yeah, I mean, when executed, I, I, you know. I think I remember you sending that to me, JC. I remember seeing yeah, that. Yeah, it was, that was funny. Pretty good. Yeah, well, then the other must-champ bio was when he went back to Georgia. And it's like a, a native son who successfully uh, went on a reconnaissance mission and ruined two division rivals. He now returns to Athens a hero. Yeah. <laughs> like he did it yeah, right. right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. Played the uh, long game. <laughs> Will's still a great guy, though, man. I, I don't. I know. I like Will. I've always liked know him. him. But I, I, you know, I, I wish things had been different. He's but secretly I, I funny. About, I had two football thoughts, and one's related to GA coming up. Um, first of all, start thinking about the Muschamp era. Do you know Carolina football? This is how weird both Muschamp eras were at Florida and Carolina. Carolina played in more shootouts, like fifty something, thirty something games, fifty nine, forty two, forty eight, forty four, under Muschamp than Steve Spurrier. Most of Spurrier's games were not necessarily shootouts. They were 30, 20-ish because he played ball control sometimes and Carolina had a really good defense. But, you know, I was looking at the score and it was like under Muschamp, it was either like 10 to 3 
were 51 to 34. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, wow, you know. Well, you mentioned it, the Ole Miss it, it, game yesterday, 48-44. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was like, that, the Carolina had most of their, their shootout games under Muschamp, which is crazy. Dude, and and my it's cousin, also crazy. That, that day that we beat them, JC, my cousin mm-hmm. Robbie and I were nearly beheaded nearly beheaded by the wife of our cousin because we showed up blank faced to a baby shower <laughs> that was a new kickoff yeah i know yeah we were well you know robbie and we were at his house on the back porch and we were kindly asked to try to leave a little early so we did and we went to the wind jam you're gonna have a great kid. Guy's got a great yeah. life ahead of him. We're out. Love you so much. That's man. right. Well, well they're, they're, they're you brought the bread too. mixer like on old school when he brought it yeah. to the, the bucket. I literally party. gave you this exact nice. gift. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's nice. It's, it's nice. So it's, it's, it's new. It's nice. You know. Yeah, Hello, darkness. Morning. But I'll never forget that day because we it was back and forth, back and forth, and uh, and we were just every time they well, scored we. Go pour another one, and then Debo. Yeah, Debo. Yeah, it was a great game back. Then. Debo housed the kickoff. Carolina's up seventeen three. All of a sudden, Ryan's Carolina catch. craps the the bed, and and <laughs> defensively, offense kind of stalls. Next thing you know, it's forty four thirty four Ole Miss. Yeah, and then for some reason, guys, that patchwork defense against Ole Miss and Phil Longo, the great Phil Longo, everybody loves, right? Yeah, in that fourth quarter. They held him to negative night neck old miss offense to negative 19 yards. And Jake leads them back. Uh Mon Denson had a big run. Jake runs in the winning touchdown. And that was that was just a bizarre. It was the whole Muschamp era rolled into one game. Hmm. Uh oh, oh, got a lead, got a good start, lost the lead. Oh my God, hit adversity. And then all of a sudden, inexplicably, something crazy happens. Now that craziness usually was. Oh, for the other team, you know, so that old miss game was was one of them. But uh, I thought about that. Then I thought about like the 2010 Carolina football staff that won the SEC East, and because I was I was thinking about Brad Lawing, and I was like, well, think about how many, think about how that staff was. Shane Beamer was on that staff, special yep. teams coordinator. He's a head coach at Carolina now. Sean Elliott was on that staff, head coach at, of uh, Georgia State. Ellis Johnson, the D coordinator, he, he was head coach at Southern Miss for a year. Uh, obviously a very good, one of the best defensive coordinators in the SEC uh, in recent years. Uh, if you kind of had to rank him, he'd at least be top 20. Yeah. Uh, Lorenzo Ward was coaching um, coaching the secondary at the time, and it was doing a great job. And uh, he ended up being the interim head coach at Louisville for a game after Petrino got fired. Mm-hmm. I think he coached them against Kentucky. Well, yeah, G.A. Mangus, yeah, who was a – uh, fine there. P- people don't realize this. Mangus was a D2 head coach and was – yeah, really, it's one championship. I mean, his record is unbelievable. Um, yeah, GA Mangus, you know, Steve Spurrier Jr., who was kind of a lifer on that staff. Jay Graham was the running backs coach. Um, which is kind of know. rare because you can't always look back over Coach Spurrier's career and say that he always had an, an elite staff. He, he, no, Florida, at, he Florida rarely or did. Carolina. Yeah, I mean, yeah, look yeah. at Flo- Florida, Bob Stoops, you know. Just about all those other guys that were there, man. I <laughs> you, you go back and look and, Spurrier coaching tree, you know. No, you don't. <laughs> like you do, Except like Saban, Bob, and you know, yeah. Bob Stoops is the one guy, you know, and he came from K State and Stoopsy. Oh, he's doing really well Stoopsy. at Oklahoma. Stoopsy. 
But um, so I, 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 you know, I looking back on it, that was a heck of a coaching staff. And, and I think I'll be honest. I, th- I think overall, with the exception of Stoops, uh, Steve Spurrier hired better at South Carolina than Florida. Uh, I just think, you know, when, when you're an older coach and you, you're a Hall of Famer and you, you start doing stuff a certain way, you know, at Florida, he got it rolling and it didn't matter who he hired. He hired the guy that throws out the baseballs at the YMCA and he's going to go dial up ball plays and beat everybody's butt, you know. But at South Carolina, the game had changed with the recruiting and, and things like that at the time. And he landed on some duds there at the end. And, um, well, yeah, shoot, it is what it is. He said it before. I should have fired about four or five of those guys and kept going. <laughs> Probably should have. But, you know, it didn't work out that way. But that staff, looking back on it, man, I mean, that was. Ron you know, Cooper's you, like, I wish you would have fired me before you brought me into a press conference to explain myself. <laughs> Cooper won the lottery. He went to, after 08, he went to LSU and coached for Les Miles. He's been, Coop was good at finding players and recruiting. Like he found guys. He, he wasn't going to go beat anybody head-to-head, but he would go find a Darian Stewart and Captain Munnerlin and guys like that. Really good, really talented. That. Better than anybody I've a lot of people I've ever seen. Torian Gray probably is up there. The difference is Torian Gray will also go yeah. land a four and five star. Uh, but yeah, he ended up going to LSU, and that that kind of that 08, We're talking about that 08 season the other day. That that 08 ending, although it did lead to Dabo Sweeney going to Clemson uh, in in the short term, it led to Spurrier getting a staff in place that could help the program ascend. Um, you know, and nothing against the guys that helped him start it, like David Reeves and those guys. I mean, that, that's fine. But, you know, clearly, you know, there were some needs that had to happen. And yeah. all those guys got in in 09. And, you know, the rest is history. Well, so is this segment, it's 1120, got to hit a timeout. When we return, Coach Stuart Lake will help put a bow on the 23 Gamecock baseball season. We'll give you a jello shot update as well from Omaha. If you haven't picked up on the newest tradition that has been really ramped up over the last couple of years thanks to the sec although this year a little bit of a surprise before they start playing at least hang tight inside the game cox the show is painted garnet and black by a couple of painters let me paint something.com if you're in georgia or in south carolina and you need anything in your home around your home fence deck you name it painted cat maybe you want to paint your cat like greg and meet the parents let me paint something.com. A couple of painters, Gamecock owned and operated. Hang tight. Coach Lake. Do you want to milk me? Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? 
Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The real estate market has changed dramatically from just a year ago. Rates, supply, demand, All of your traditional factors are in a transition phase. That's why if you or someone you know are considering making a move in the low country, contact me, JB, at Coast to Coast Realty. I work with an outstanding support cast of attorneys, lenders, inspectors, insurance agents, and more, all of whom are valuable in helping find a way for you to comfortably make your real estate decision. That's right. Call me, JB, your low country real estate broadcaster. Building your dream home is often just that, a dream and sometimes a nightmare. But at the Barndo Company, they commit to quality and build without sacrifice. Customization, open floor plans, limitless flooring options, maintenance-free and easy insulation perks, and affordability are just a few reasons why they've been named one of the best builders in the U.S. Believe in your dreams. Visit thebarndominiumco.com. That's thebarndominiumco.com. The Barndo Company. Gamecock-owned. Gamecock-operated. Traveling to cheer on the Gamecocks? Reserve your hotel stay with Fan Plans. Your booking supports inside the Gamecocks and the Big Spur, plus you still earn your hotel loyalty points. Visit fanplans.com slash inside the Gamecocks. What's up, Gamecock Nation? This is Ja'Kai Moore from the DMV, and you are listening to the show. Welcome back, everybody, inside the Gamecocks, the show. First hour of the show is presented to you by Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty Team here in the upstate. Give Cindy a call, 864-414-5271. She'll be happy to handle all your upstate residential real estate needs. And we are joined again on the McKellar Enterprises guest line by who has turned into one of my favorite guests on the show, Coach Stuart Lake. Morning, Coach. How you doing? Doing good, Phil. Your check will be in the mail, so I appreciate that plug. Thank you. Good. All right. Well, <laughs> I got these little boxes. I got to check every show, Coach. That way, the money just keeps coming in. <laughs> I know you. You bald, you bald guys, man. Y'all stick together. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there, it is the secret society. That's right. Yep. Let, me, let me squeeze this in real quick. Uh, I can't send this this morning if anybody missed it, but uh, Ethan Petrie with another honor. The American Baseball Coaches Association has selected him as the second team. All-American, of course, he had 376 this year with the 23 home runs and the 75 RBI. Just blasted my man, smokes records. I just continue to crawl up his rear end about that. I'm like, man, you thought you had power. Terrible. But um, Petri has uh, been named a Collegiate Baseball Writers Association first teamer, uh, the ABCA second teamer. I don't know what Collegiate Baseball is looking at. They got him as a third team. In perfect game yesterday, named him the National Freshman of the Year. 
Uh, yeah, and he's a freshman. <laughs> Coach, this kid's going to be in the middle of the order for the next two years. I mean, great goodness, nuts, crazy. Yeah, it's exciting. What he, what, what is he – this is a hard question. But you're a coach, and everybody and players know they. There's always something to improve on. Does what is it with him? Is there something there? Well, I think the big thing now is where you're going to settle in with him defensively. You know, he came here as a third baseman, so I'll be interested to see. Do you just say, "Hey, you're an outfielder, and you need to go out and get a ton of fly balls and work in the outfield"? I thought he handled it great this year. You got to think, as of January, he was still kind of the third baseman. Right field was just a, well, let's get him out there. Because we all know he didn't even start the first couple games. So then you kind of plugged him in in right field. So I think this summer or kind of off season, which will be the fall too, will be where defensively do you see him, as you said, for the next two years in this program? So he's working out right now with Team USA. I don't think the roster has been released yet. Um, but let's say he does make the national team. How do, how do they handle that? Do they get with Coach King and say, what, what do you want us to do with this kid? Oh, yeah, they're great. I mean, the whole time as they're picking their guys to bring in, they're asking you where do you foresee them in your program. Here's where we see them fitting in for this summer. Maybe they've, they're awesome. That's the great thing about USA Baseball, and that's why coaches are so comfortable sending their guys even just to the, quote, tryouts is because how professionally run it is. And so, yeah, they're they're staying on touch with you at every step with your players. Okay. All right. Yeah, well, that's good to know. I mean, this he he's his future is just so bright. Okay, so it's over. Obviously, we, we were really hoping to be able to talk to you today with, with them getting set to go in Omaha. Um, Coach, I, I think they lost to the best team in the country last weekend, and I mean zero disrespect to Wake Forest, and I mean zero disrespect to LSU and any other team that's up there. Uh, once again, Omaha has, a, I think, a mixture of the best teams in college baseball and the hottest teams in college baseball. Florida, I think, actually might be the team that's both. Uh, we'll, we'll just have to kind of see how it all plays out. But when you reflect back on last weekend, uh, kind of summarize in, in through your eyes and in your mind, what South Carolina went through down there and what the Gators, what type of chance the Gators have to win this thing? I think, you know, and I, I've talked to coaches and, and different people since they got back. What still jumps out to me is that might be the first time Florida's ever had an environment for baseball. Yeah. We've been going there for a long time. I mean, I've gone for Gamecock, South Carolina. Heck, I went at CSU and we'd play Florida. I've never seen it. So I was texting Billy Anderson in the dugout going, hey, this actually looks like an environment. Coach Tanner was in there. Kyle Lipsy was with him, our old manager. And they're going, no, it is. This is an SEC environment. As we heard them say on ESPN, the largest on-campus college baseball crowds in the history of Florida. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just a – and I think a lot of that came from us sweeping them here. I think it actually gave their fan base something to – hang their hat on, and we're going to come in here. But I just don't know if there's a more talented team of the eight teams left in Florida. I mean, it's a – don't – sometimes maybe we diminish Florida because you go where you swept them. So they – not saying we weren't good enough to sweep them, but when you sweep someone, you forget how talented they are. Mm-hmm. What we do remember is when we played them that weekend, 
You know, they had just lost one of their pitchers to the suspension. I thought our guys pitched their butts off here in Columbia against them. And, by the way, still pitched really well down there last weekend. It's just so hard to get hits and runs off of them. I mean, they are just running. I mean, first pick in the draft, ninth pick in the draft. You just keep saying picks in the draft, not round, but first picks. And it worked out good for them. This Virginia team, I think, is going to give them a tough game tonight. I respect the heck out of them. But, well, you look on their bracket. I mean, you got Oral Roberts and TCU, who I don't think any of us were picking to be in the World Series a few weeks ago. And, and – I think this bracket, and I think this thing could really set up well for Florida. Yeah, it could. Yeah, there's no doubt it could. And, and we all knew that with South Carolina, too. If they went down yeah. there and got through the Supers, you know, they, they were going to have a chance to maybe make a little bit of a run at this thing. But but they're home, Coach. And, and when you look back on the year, you know, they're back in the 40-win club. And I, I, I'm not sure that 40 wins today means what it once did necessarily, especially in this yeah. league. It's just nuts. Um, but – from the outside looking in, you know, fans look at that number. It is an important number because it does mean that you won a lot of games, of course. Uh, but when you kind of summarize a rebound of sorts for Gamecock baseball and you lump that in with it, this is the way that I see it, the, what I've dug up and just using common sense, basically. This is the first time I feel like in a little while, as long as people stay healthy, that there is a real – foundation still kind of laid for the next couple of years in, in the program so when you when you kind of look at all that under one lens what do you what do you see and what do you think I agree with you and then I see the just college baseball's changing before our eyes I mean even just this morning I'm sure y'all have seen it with the Amit kid at Clemson going in a portal yeah I mean it's just now it used to be <laughs> just a few years ago the portal was for if you were in a program maybe you didn't fit maybe you weren't getting your time. But now you're looking at the portal, and it's starters. And they didn't just Billy Amick today. It's all over, guys. So I don't see that happening here. At least I'm not hearing of any rumblings. Obviously, we saw Michael Braswell decide this week that if this wasn't the place for him for whatever reasons. But I agree with you in a sense that you feel like you've got the Messinas and the Lee Croys and obviously, you know, just guys coming back. They're going to be juniors, and then you have – you feel like you've got that nucleus, but I don't know if anybody will know who their team is until honestly August because of the portal having a deadline until July, the draft not happening. I think it's like July 10th, 11th, somewhere in there. It's going to be a crazy off season because the, the haves and the have nots are going to really show up. I mean, the numbers that I'm hearing now for college baseball and NIL it's serious, and if you're going to be serious, you got to take NIL serious. It is now part of our landscape. To be honest with you, I'm super excited for what it's going to do. I just think it really is going to separate the guys that really want it and the guys that kind of act like they do because there were years there were some programs that they didn't have to work all that extremely hard to get guys while there were some programs working their tails off and just couldn't catch up. I think you might see – three, four new teams every year now in the College World Series because of what all it can change with the portal. Well, you make a great point, and I want to make sure we lump J.C. into this because when it comes to NIL at South Carolina, nobody nobody outside of J.C. have, have, have done more for Gamecock baseball. Absolutely. Doesn't matter what anybody hears. Uh, Carolina Rise has done everything, literally. I agree. 
from an NIL standpoint for South Carolina. And, Coach, <clears throat> we've been there. Um, and we know a thousand other guys who've been there. College baseball is grossly underserved. Um, you, you just – people talk about – I mean, I don't mean disrespect any other sports out there, but, oh, they're struggling to do this and do that and blah, blah, blah. Well, college baseball guys, they don't have time either to just go out and get part-time jobs and this, that, and the other. They also don't get full scholarships. Actually, most of them don't get anything. And oh. – and, and now you're starting to to see a little bit of that to where at least closes the gap a lot. I'm, I struggled greatly from a financial standpoint playing college baseball. Um, it's tough, but you know, it, it South and now you've got rosters expanding to forty as well. So a place like Carolina, you, I feel like there's just a lot that you could do. I mean, there's a, there's certainly different directions you can go with it, but you can sign a lot of guys like back in the day when Sacramento signed everybody and just weed them out through the fall basically you're kind of back there but you've got some financial resources to be able to do that oh, i agree I, I mean that's just that's why i say i'm excited about seeing what it'll do it, it's certainly you're going to tell real quick the programs that do and the programs that don't and you've got to get out and you got to sell your program year round it used to be the summer was about recruiting just hunker down go to atlanta for tournaments go to here and there for tournaments well, you're still going to have to do that to evaluate, but you're going to now see coaches out, and they're going to have to be out trying to help let everyone know about it. You're going to have to keep your program, what I would like to say, active 365 now in the NIL world to let them know that right now is when it's happening in NIL. So it can't be let's talk about it in October. And college baseball for the next really two weeks, this is the best time ESPN gives you. You know, it started with the regionals and super regional now. So I hope we can, as a sport, capitalize on what we have here for the next 10 days as we get a little bit of, you know, kind of our stage with the NBA stepping aside now and kind of football right on the horizon. But this is our time to to make our statement across the country. I agree. I totally agree. As it pertains directly to this team, Coach, we, we know about the offense that's re- returning and – uh, there's seemingly some good news to come from the portal standpoint. John Whittle's been all over it the last couple of days. Carolina's going to continue to mine the fields for for elite hitters and a leadoff guy. They think they might have one. Uh, on the staff side, though, I, I we all expect to see the names that you would expect to see signed, um, and they've earned it. James Hicks and Jack Mahoney and Will Sanders and Noah Hall and those guys, they'd be a shock. I think, to see any of them returning to South Carolina. Maybe. We'll see. But what is returning as of now, you mentioned the portal, uh, Eli, Matthew Becker, Roman Kimball's looking to get healthy. You know, you got, you've got you got a bunch of guys there, a bunch of guys who had less role, lesser roles, I would call it, this year. Um, but what do you think about the staff? And as it, I mean, the season just ended. There's a long way to go and a ton that's going to change between now and then. But Early thoughts from that standpoint, because if we've learned anything the last couple of years, you can never have enough quality arms. No, no doubt about it. Yeah, I don't know the staff well enough yet to kind of see who becomes, quote, your starters, who becomes your closers. I know I personally would love to see that closer kind of guy. We all talk about Matt Price to this day, and now it's been 10, 12 years. I do think that's how important if you can get that dominant type of closer into that role, but the starters, I 
I'm not sure how that will sort out. I do think the transfer portal is going to have a lot to say about who's starting come February in the rotation. But, yeah, you can't have enough arms. I mean, it's a case that, as you said, that 40-man roster. It's funny, Coach Burtman used to say to me when I would talk to him, get you 12 good hitters and 12 good pitchers, and then the rest of the guys got to bring something to the table. Well, you need more than that now with arms. You might still could get away with 12 good hitters and sort it out. You know, you like to have 14 or 15, but what you just said, the way arms are, the injuries are not going to stop. That ain't a South Carolina thing. That ain't an SEC thing. That's a nationwide thing because they kids do throw harder than they've ever thrown. They do throw more than they've ever thrown. So the arm injuries, as bad as we all hate it, they're part of the landscape too. So you've got to be prepared for that. And then the great thing about what's happening now in our medical world, the guys come back from it so healthy. Y'all remember in our generation, guy got hurt. He usually wasn't the same guy when he came back. (laughs) Now that these guys come back, I mean, like you just said, Roman. Roman could come back. He's a legit dude before he went down last year. Eli, if Eli can get back late in the spring, probably what it would be because of the timing of his surgery. I mean, those guys will come back and can have careers after these surgeries now. So, yeah, you're going to have to have arms for sure. Yeah, I and, and the latest on Kimball, by the way, I heard that he's going to wear one of those little cameras on his hat so he can film it uh, nice. while, he's, while he's pitching. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> GoPro. <laughs> GoPro. Go GoPro. Go so, he does yeah. do a really good job with that. I got to give him credit yeah, there. Yeah, he does. So, Coach, you, you – yeah, no, go let me slip this no, up, JC, because he, he hit on yeah, something. I just want to yeah. – he's you, – you've been in every level of baseball your whole life. Your son just graduated from, from high school baseball. Um, this is a conversation, Coach, that could take us literally all the way until 1 o'clock. But, <laughs> but when, when, you, when you look around – and we know a lot of guys in youth baseball, what I would call youth baseball, travel baseball. I know a lot of guys that I, I could give to you know what's about – with what they do in travel baseball because it's all about them. And then there's other guys, Drew Meyer, for instance, with how he's structured his travel baseball program, you know, not being about him and trophies, but about these kids and taking care of them at a young age because he gets it, he understands it. Um, what, do you, what, do you, what do you attribute a lot of this to? Uh, the, because injuries are a thing. I don't think a 17, 18, 19, 20-year-old kid just – randomly blows his elbow out as much anymore as they used to. I think a lot of this is starting at eight, nine years old. And then when they get to 18 and 20 years old, that's when you see what actually happens. You mentioned the science and how everything's changed. A guy's throwing 90, blows his arm out, he's throwing 95. That's great. But he also still blew his arm out. So do you go as far back as I kind of put it, back when they're just young kids and they're playing year-round, they're playing six and seven tournaments a summer, four and five games a weekend, two and three games a day? for X number of years, and then they, they get to college baseball and and all of a sudden they're set back for 365 days? I mean, how, how do you describe it? You know, you guys, you know I love to tell a story. So I'm sitting in the old press box at Sarge Fry. It's like 1998 or 99 with Coach Tanner. Coach Tanner elbows me. It's smoking hot. We're watching one of the first Diamond Devil games on Sarge Fry, and they're playing a team out of Raleigh that Coach Tanner knew. And he about knocks me out of my chair with an elbow, and he goes, hey, you know what the future is, don't you? And I said, what? He goes, 
all and he always picked on me because I grew up <laughs> playing softball or whatever. He goes, all you guys that played softball on the weekends are getting too old to play. Now you're going to start wanting to have your kids play, and y'all still going to want to get together all weekend, sit around in chairs and do whatever you do. So what you're witnessing, Coach Lake, is the beginning of what's going to happen for the next 25 years. And I just – I still remind him of that because I laughed. I said, I don't know about that. Well, we've all seen it emerge into – now every weekend our parents loading the cars up and we're going everywhere. I did it too. I do believe that there are a lot of good people doing mm. it. And that's what I always tried to, when I would go speak, are there some fanatics? There are fanatics and bad people in anything you do. You mentioned a Drew Meyer. I know what Sheldon Brown does with his group up in Charlotte. I could go on and on with names. Yeah. The, but what I love to see is when the guys that have played the game and know how these, how your body gets tired, how they appreciate and allow guys to have time off. Yeah. Because I am convinced, I think all five of us right now probably played at least two sports, if not three, if it was church league basketball. You had sports, you had seasons when we were their age. And I still think seasons are important because I think seasons strengthen different part of your body. I wanted my son, and he played football for six years. It makes you a different strong. Then go play baseball. It makes you a different – I think baseball does more mentally for you than anything. It teaches you how to handle failure. I wasn't great at basketball, but I played basketball because my brother and everybody else did, and it was fun. It was my time not to worry about batting averages and fielding percentages. It was just go out and have fun. So I do think, and I know I'm kind of going all around, they are playing a lot. And I do think we as the adults in here do need to find for our children that getaway moment wherever it is. And I'm so excited when you say Drew Meyer and all these guys are involved because they know it too. Major League Baseball players take off time during the year. I mean, there's a reason the elitists in the world do it, and that's what we've got to kind of look at sometimes. Agree. Totally agree. Smoke made a comment to me about that. Uh, not long ago. He's like, I'm trying to figure out how 12-year-olds have longer seasons than I did, and I'm in the big leagues. Didn't make Brett Gardner sense. said that to me years ago. He goes, I was at something, and he goes, Coach, when do they take off? Because we were at a recruiting event. And uh, I said, I don't know, Brett. He goes, oh, my God, when did they go hunting? When did they go fishing? You know, he was just joking. He said, I'm playing for the Yankees, and I'm – on a hunting trip, and you're off watching 14-year-old kids playing Florida. I said, yeah, I know. I don't know. I said, I just know i got to be here, so I'm here. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly <laughs> JC, I interrupted you earlier. Go ahead, man. Sorry about that. I was going to say, because yeah. you started talking about, like, and uh, I've been kind of digging into the baseball portal myself. This is the first time, and, boy, it's like like a beautiful mind. I'm sitting there trying to draw diagrams in the air. I can't, I mean, it's, it's different than the other sports uh, just because there's a lot at play with money, NIL, you know, scholarships. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's kind of fun. Uh, but with the Carolina specifically, the coach, um, you know, there, there may be one or two guys in the lineup that, 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 that could still go pro or still come back that are either or, but there's really not that many. No. Uh most of the key players are returning next year. Uh, your your new good a good nucleus coming back. So Carolina hadn't really been hurt by the portal. I know Braswell left, and a couple others have left, but uh, it's not it hasn't been devastating 
like Wichita State lost 32 guys, right? Uh, That's unbelievable. I think they had a coaching change. 32? Went sideways, yeah. Uh, so, and I think Coach Kingston's going to go out and sign some quality guys. Now, how many what, is to be determined? Don't you think that unlike the best transition maybe in other places, that having the core and then adding pieces is, is a better recipe for success next year? Than if uh, you know one of these schools that's like turning the whole thing over. Uh, your thoughts on that? Well, I absolutely do, and that's why I said bringing back those now juniors, uh, the Messinas and Lee Croys and different guys that have been through it. I definitely do. I thought Coach Kingston made a point. I read it on one of the interviews when it kind of all was wrapping up. I was raised on makeup. <laughs> you better go out and get guys that fit your program and what you want from them. So. It's real easy for me to go on the portal right now and just look at numbers. I mean, the analytics are there, batting averages on base, ERA, whatever. But, boy, you better do some digging in because what I thought they did really well this year is I thought they brought in guys that, one, wanted to be here. The McGillises, the uh, Casas, I just thought those guys really wanted to be here. You could tell it, and they felt like, I want to prove something, either – to, you know, I want to prove I was good enough to play there. I want to prove I can play in this league. So I do think it's very important when you've got a core because the transfers can't come in and set the tone in early fall or even know how you're going to do in the spring because they've never been through it with you. But when you've got the guys that have been through fall workouts and you got guys that know how you do in preseason, know how you travel and know what's expected of you with – just simple things like curfews and just, hey, this is how we do it here. That's huge. And if you can go out and plug in some quality guys into what I feel they do have coming back, I think they've got a chance very much to be right back in the mix. What is Carolina baseball's identity today? You know, a great question. I thought this year it showed more of the tenacity that we've kind of all grown up. I'm going to tell you, coaching here, I thought we were going to win every game. When I coached here, even my second time back, I felt the same way. We would do the ninth inning stuff a lot. I just felt there's something so special about this place. And Coach Tanner especially, I, I still – I picked on him yesterday because we ate lunch. You still say your 2000 team was, was just a bunch of, you know, Joe the Plumbers. You had like six big leaguers on that team. How do you still get away – with guys going, uh, just Joe to play, you know, we just showed up every day. I, said, I mean, Whit Merrifield's still playing the big leagues. Freaking Jackie just, you know, whatever happened the other day. I said, how did you pull that off? And he laughed. He goes, well, I convinced all of us that's what we were. And that's what I think this program really has been, even way, way back to Coach Reigns and people before. Yep. But I also, what I have always just loved about our program is how much we love the program. Yeah. There ain't many places around the country right now talking about their college baseball team unless they're playing in Omaha. That's just facts. Once it ends, all right, let's get ready for football. Let's move on. And here we are still in a lot of people wanting to know about baseball, and they're going to want to know all summer, you know, with the portal going on and then the draft will be coming up. So I think South Carolina baseball has got to create an identity again of just being that, we love the program. I always, I've told y'all this. Anytime I, somebody would say something when I was coaching, I'd say, "Hey, I'm a fan too." Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not mad at a fan when people don't care is the worst. Because I have been at places where they really just they didn't care. 
that's way worse than being at a place where they really do care. I can promise you that. And that's what's cool about working here again now when I was coaching here. You just know people care. Well, there's no doubt about that. I mean, and the alumni care as much as anything. I mean, I I know I I know I can speak for you, but multiply it by a million compared to my phone. During Carolina baseball season, the the people that I receive texts from that we these chains and former players and and you know you know they yeah you know going back and forth every day about every single thing and and it's it is really unique in South Carolina uh, the regional yeah. last week you know being there and. You're standing there with Coop, and then up walks DMAC, and then here comes Grayson Griner, and then there's Drew, and then all these people, and they're all different generations, and everybody knows each other. Um, and it's uh, it's just a really, really unique. And Coach Toman, Coach Toman was in the yes. in the ballpark. I asked him, I did cool. say, I said, Coach, you, you gonna sit up there with Coach Tanner? He said, No, I already spent an hour uh, with him earlier, telling him everything that he needed to do around here, and he didn't want to hear it anymore. Yeah, I, I'm certain he did that too. I, I've been in many of those meetings where that would happen. I could go, we could do our own show on Coach Tolman's stories, and that ain't even the ones I could do off air. <laughs> oh, wow. I remember when he took that job with Coach Holbrook down at the college. Coach told me he invited me to lunch one day, and he said it was Coach Holbrook, Tolman, me, and Pat George. And uh, and he said, uh, watch Toman. After he gets halfway through this meal, he's going to order another one. He's going to eat both of them. It's unbelievable. You've never seen anything like this. <laughs> so well, we sat there and watched him eat two cheeseburger meals with fries. And, everything. <laughs> hey, he can, and, and he kept – and he talked the whole way through. I, mean, it was I know. He's the only guy that can talk and eat while you're yeah. there and keep up with it. <laughs> usually you find your plate full at the end, not home. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, Coach, um, one of the uh, wonderful holidays of the year is coming up this weekend for guys like us. So happy Father's Day to you. I, you're, I know you're an outstanding, outstanding father. And uh, whatever you're showered with on Sunday, you'll you'll deserve it. But we, uh, we, we talked before the show, we are going to give you some time off. Um, and, uh, we won't require it unless you want to join us every Friday just to shoot the bull. Yeah. But, um, but, no, but yeah, that was quick coach. But, um, we, uh, we, from the bottom of our hearts, can't thank you enough for everything you've done since February. Game Cup baseball. You're the best man. We really cannot thank you enough. No, thank y'all. It's it's been fun, and honestly, if some stuff goes on through the summer, maybe we will get back together on Friday. It's a, I would love to do it with you. Father's Day, God, I've been so blessed. My dad's still around. I went and saw him yesterday. We we're gonna get to hang out some. My son this weekend. So I wish y'all the same. And you know, it's just we've been really fortunate to. I have, and I know y'all have to have some great dads and great men in our lives. So enjoy it too. Yeah, absolutely. You too, man. Happy Father's Day. Thanks for everything. I, I mean, I'll be in touch. We'll talk, but uh, oh, yeah. we'll see you soon. I'll, I'm taking the kids up to the zoo soon, so I'll, I'll give you a holler and see if we can't get some lunch or something. Absolutely. I'll be here. Me and that gorilla out there have some issues anyway, so I'm ready to get back out to the zoo. 
<laughs> that's not, again another day, another yeah, story. That's all right. Yeah, that, that sounds like a good July <laughs> story, right there. That's Absolutely. Actually, yeah, next time we have you on, I have to ask about Harambe out there. You know, oh yes, yeah. yeah, that that'll be a good slow day in July story. <laughs> yeah, son yeah. of a. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thank all y'all. Right. I've enjoyed you, it, and I look You're forward to seeing you thank next you. time. Yeah, enjoy Thanks, Omaha. Coach. Just give it. It'll be a oh, well. fun World Series. Thanks. Yeah, Patrick. absolutely. Bye, y'all. Yeah. There you go, Bye. Coach Stuart Lake uh, joining us, uh, and he has just really been a godsend for the last few months, man. Man, so yeah, it's been great. We, I, we just need to cancel. Great the show stories, on yeah. Great stories, great <laughs> insight. Canceled. It's been a pleasure. It's over. I wonder about that gorilla, though. I mean, like, uh, and you can ask oh, yeah. Phil about this. Like, oh uh, no, <laughs> like the NFL playoffs, right? I'm sitting there to think, I'm like, who the, I'm going to take the Chiefs or the Bengals, you know, because I'm like, well, the, the Chiefs have not been what I would call dominant. And uh, the Bengals, they just have a golden horseshoe up their butt. And Joe, Joe Burrow. And I'm going back and forth. And I was like, ah, Bengals, they beat them last year. They, they won't do it. There's no way they have enough hair on their butt to go in there and win. And then I saw a meme of Harambe overlooking the Cincinnati or overlooking the Kansas City Chiefs Stadium. <laughs> And he's at the Cincinnati Zoo. And I text Phil and I said, I'm going Bengals all in with the Bengals. Harambe forever, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's how I analyze pro football games and break them down. I'm like, something tells me to take the Bengals because of Harambe. Well, the gorilla, I know, I think I know which gorilla he's talking about at the zoo. I don't think his name is Harambe, though. The, The Columbia Zoo, by the way, is a great zoo. Just in case anybody. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's just a million degrees in the summer. Yeah, I I like taking the kids in like like uh, late um, late uh, winter or right before right around early spring because you walk and yeah February it's one of those yeah, sixty degree off. days in South Carolina yeah. February yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I miss exactly. those yeah exactly. All right, uh, coming up here in 10 minutes, new commitment. South Carolina has a punter, another good one, Mason Love. He's going to pop in with us and tell us why he chose Gamecock football as his destination play in college. Uh, We do need to uh, get to a break. Before we get there, though, LSU is leading the Rocco's Jello Shot Challenge in Omaha. Probably not a surprise. What is a surprise (laughs) Is second place, although it is a second place by 236 shots behind currently, is Wake Forest with 328. No shocker that Virginia only has 85. Where is Oral Roberts? They're third. Uh, yeah. yeah. Or- Oral Roberts so, is third with 206. Yeah, Wake Forest is a, is a, was used to be a Southern, or maybe still is Southern Baptist school too. So you got a, the Southern Baptist and Evangelicals are catching the Cajuns. Yeah. Well, and they yeah, got a long way well, to go. Way to Coach O's out there, you know, he's, he's probably drank 160 of them himself. So he may account for yeah, 20% of that at least. Gold Tigers this, this, give me a jello shot. This is one of the more brilliant marketing things I think I've ever seen in my life, you know, and it happened just a couple of years ago is really where, where it really took off. Of course, Rocco's is great because I 
live there in Colombia, Doctor Rocco's. Doctor Rocco's, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I literally live. I mean, I we slept there. I often. spilled but a meal my best this, friend's ex wife there one time. For anybody wondering, by the way, uh, they're four fifty a shot, and you can do the math during the break. But last year, Arkansas had eight thousand six hundred and seventy-two shots at Rocco's during the World Series. Eight thousand six hundred and seventy-two times four, so you can do the math. They were beat by Ole Miss, who won it, 18,777 shots last year at 450. Jeez, no surprise. <laughs> That's about 100 grand just in shots. <laughs> and they're five uh, bucks. There's an 11% increase this year. They're $5 a shot this year. Well, uh, somebody's getting smart. <laughs> they got tired yeah. of that. They got tired of the $5 bill. Keep the change. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Now, didn't they use some of that money to fund some scholarship funds for the schools? Didn't they give some of that back? I can't remember. I think I'll have to look that, that up so. in the break. I think um, a couple of the guys who took shots also gave some things back to Rocco's yeah. the last couple of years. <laughs> I would imagine so. <laughs> All right. Uh, we do need to hit a timeout, so we'll do it when we return the newest punter for South Carolina. Can't wait to talk to this young man, Mason Love, right here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show teed up by TravelingCountryClub.com. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you're looking for a karaoke partner, I can tell you, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. But what I do have is a very specific set of skills. Hang up now and your IT nightmares will continue. But stay on the line and I will find you. And when I find you, I will fix it. Um, thanks. Uh, I think I have the wrong number. I'm trying to call Matt at Heritage Digital. He has a one price, low cost turnkey solution for all my IT needs. And I'm sick and tired of my IT guy. So yeah, 843-699-1001. This is 1002. Oh, well, thanks anyway. Don't be taken by some IT dude that talks a big game. Give Matt at Heritage Digital a call, 843-699-1001. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. Hey, Gamecock fans, it's Evan Stowe from Gamecock Baseball. A couple of painters paint the show Garnet and Black every day and get the job done right at a fair cost. Go to LetMePaintSomething.com for information and an estimate. Go Cox. You heard Evan Stone, Gamecock fans, 10% off for military repeat customers or mention the show. Interior, exterior painting, fencing, cabinet staining, concrete painting, popcorn ceiling removal, and more. 803-522-6832. LetMePaintSomething.com. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer. It's really good southern cuisine based out of Charlotte, my hometown. I hope you guys go check it out. Go Cox and go Nanas. 
Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Oventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more, they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the low country. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Hey everyone, this is Jack Mahoney from Gamecock Baseball, and inside the Gamecocks, the show is teed up every day by travelingcountryclub.com. So if you all love golf, make sure you guys go check out their awesome membership options and go Cox. Welcome to TravelingCountryClub.com, your modern golf club experience. Hey folks, this is Michael Manis, former Gamecock golfer, inviting you to play more golf with a membership to TravelingCountryClub.com. With over 40 courses across the Carolinas, our membership provides you with an affordable way to enjoy a club-like golf experience. From the mountains to the coast, we offer golf courses that will challenge all types of golfers, no matter your handicap level or level of play. Plus, we offer unique membership benefits not seen anywhere else as part of Traveling Country Club. In July, we're excited to bring to you the third annual Plunder on Polly's two-day golf tournament with rounds played at Caledonia and True Blue Golf Courses in the heart of Polly's Island. Head to TravelingCountryClub.com to register for that event. And it is not exclusive to TCC members, but to become one, you can sign up and bring to life your golf game. Tee it up with Traveling Country Club, TravelingCountryClub.com, TravelingCountryClub.com, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. This is Zachary Davis from Carolina Hoops, and you're watching the show with J.B., J.C., and Phil. Go Cox. Welcome back, everybody, inside the Gamecocks, the show. It's the second hour of the show here. Still waiting on Mr. Love to get in. Fantastic. Reached out to him. Mr. Love. Maybe he's big time in us now. He'll be. You never know with punters these days. I know. I was going to say, he is, you know, kicker. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Craig asks CJ Jackson, JC Thoughts, are you talking about the defensive end from Tucker, or are you talking about the Blake Jackson kid from baseball that committed from Charlotte? The the the, blade, the kid from Charlotte's just a, a outfield option, from my understanding. Hit two seventy seven last year, but had a four hundred on base percentage. I think he's a left handed hitter. Yeah. Um, the kid from Tucker is a good player. I'm surprised Carolina went in on him early. Good offer list, uh, edge rusher. Um, you know they they lost the one kid out of Atlanta that went to Southern Cal that they were in on. So this is maybe a, another guy. I, they need to sign a lot of edge players, defensive ends. I'm going to quit calling it Edge. I think that's the stupid. I got a text from my buddy about it. It's the stupidest thing ever. Edge. <laughs> edge. I mean, it's real cute edge. and all, I guess, if you want to be uh, – anyway, defensive end. So, yeah, he's uh, he's an end. Uh, I like him. Uh, I think if Carolina can get him, more power to you. Uh, Tucker's been good to the Gamecocks. Josh Van, Dylan Wanham, uh, most recently. Uh, 
They did not get the McClendon kid uh, who went to Colorado for the NIL money from Florida State that was for Tucker. But they, uh, you know, Carolina needs to keep that Tucker thing going because they always have good players. Uh, you know who the best player at Tucker I ever saw was? Was Thomas Brown, who yeah. uh, is now, you know, was Car- at Carolina for a cup of coffee and now is in the NFL, played at Georgia. That, that guy, that guy was. Five foot nine, two hundred five pounds of solid rock and hell. I mean, he would. That Georgia had him, and they had this kid, Danny Ware, at the time. It was an yep. early Rick era. Those those kids, man. I, mean, I wouldn't want to tackle either one of those guys. Some That's, guys you just look at, and you're like, I would not want to tackle this dude. Pretty normal so, at Georgia to don't have, want anything to do with that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Have two and three go, guys a year who's headed to the league. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Um, um, BRC Gamecock, the rain check packages started going out yesterday. So there you go. They're getting through them. I mean, I, I apologize for this. I mean, I, I, if, if I'd have known it was going to take this long uh, and he was going to be that busy, I probably would have, you know, taken matters into my own hands. So, but uh, they're going out. Uh, he, I talked to him yesterday. He's been busy. We've got a lot of go, lots, lots of stuff is going on with Carolina Rise right now. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but we've been, you know, trying to, and, and my hands are tied. I, I don't, I don't have the, the signed materials that we promised you guys in my possession there in South Carolina. Uh, but, uh, we got that going out. Also, anybody that ordered from the Memorial Day sale, the, the beach bat beach bundles and t-shirts and all that, we had a big flash sale. Uh, that all was mailed out hundred percent yesterday. Uh, I took the last three to the post office and saw March, my, I've become friends with the ladies at the Lockport, Illinois post office. And, and they're, 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 they're peak Chicago. Hey, hey, JC, it's Marge. And my back hurts. I'm going to have to get a shot next week. How's your fiance? She's a sweetheart. Where's she at today? Working, ah, working for a dollar, huh? Meanwhile, any other customer that comes in there, they're ruder than, you know, what to <laughs> and I'm like, but uh, somehow, I mean, Nat and I have made, we're, we're, I guess it was our bubbly personalities. We've made friends with these people. Marge, Brenda, Pat, <laughs> Pat woman, Pat woman. Not, 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 and then it looks like, not, not look like a Pat, Pat, but like a, like a woman's Pat. Patricia, Patricia, you know. So anyway, um, I, uh, yeah, yeah, so all that stuff will come out. But Carolina Rise, we'll, we'll have some more news on that front pretty soon uh still need you guys help soon. Uh, i was gonna say too uh i still have some average jambalaya stickers to give out and uh, i'll be glad to mail the next 10 people that email us at inside the game at gmail.com uh those out for free along with uh, and you, this is this is a caveat i've been sending you some we got some really cool holographic inside the game packs the show stickers uh so i'm gonna send you two and keep one and uh, and I've already sent to Craig and all that. Craig and all has got plenty of stickers. So uh, you know, some of you other ones, uh, keep one and give one to somebody. You know, and Carolina Rise as well. Keep a Tell sticker a and give one to somebody. Tell, Tell a friend. friend. So um, and all Tell that. Quantrill asked about David Bucci. Yeah, he he's a good player. They like him as a nickel, not a linebacker. Savannah Christian and his teammate happens to be the number one or two player in the country for twenty twenty five and likes the game costs a lot. So I think that's a that's a good take. I never. Anybody Torian Gray wants to sign, I'm fine with. <laughs> it, you know, that, that guy, it's it's pointless to kind of 
even questioned some of his evals. Not that he bats a thousand, nobody does, but he's pretty damn close. So uh, I like that kid. I think he Bucci will hit you. <laughs> he, he, he sticks his face in the fan and likes it. How about that? Yep, love the love. I love sticking my face in the fan. I can tell you that, especially when it's 900 degrees outside. So there you go. The uh, 20 – well, there, this is an off weekend for visits. Next weekend, we got – we'll spend a lot of time next week on uh, on what is upcoming for Carolina football because that's, that's, the, that's the weekend of the summer, uh, the 23rd uh, official visit weekend at, at South Carolina. Um, real quick, uh, let me squeeze a couple things in here for, for – football or no for baseball and golf uh ricky fowler xander shoffley of course at the top of the leaderboard at eight under rory is one over today so he's back at five under um and uh dustin johnson well he just moved uh yeah he goes he is having a rough rough start in the in his second round he posted an eight on the second hole, which is a quadruple bogey. And he just birdied number three, but he dropped four shots through two holes, and now he's gained one back. If anybody has happened to have missed that, you golfers. Ooh. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on DJ. He's obviously right in the thick of it, but uh, dropping four shots to start the second round. Yeah, it's not not what you want there. So um, that's that's big news coming out of the uh, the U.S. Open as it pertains to the College World Series. I mentioned that Jello Shot Challenge. If you want to follow it and you're on Twitter, uh, follow at CWS Shotboard. It is a pretty pretty neat little follow. They give you updates with the board and all that stuff. And um, I got a feeling though, guys, I think the SEC is going to win not only the College World Series. But they're probably also going to win the shot contest. Would you all agree with that? Are we all on the same I'd page here? It'd be shocking for it not to yeah. <laughs> play out. I'm going like to take Florida to win the national championship and LSU to win the shot challenge. Yeah, I like that. I think that's a very safe call. I mean, it's no surprise right now that LSU is up almost 200 on everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean they wake up and they wake up and start cranking them out. Uh, they I mean, even considering like. Rooms. Yeah, because it's like the first day yesterday when you're looking at it, it looks like distance kind of played a part. So the teams that were closer to Omaha, you know, got a little bit ahead early. But, uh, yeah, the, the Cajun contingent has now arrived in uh, Nebraska. So y'all brace yourselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, it's just, yeah, absolutely bonkers what those guys do. And they go every year, too. So hats off to There's the folks that had the time to get into their motorhomes <laughs> and head up there. The SEC has won three straight College World Series. They've had a team in the finals. This is unbelievable. They've had a team in the finals 13 of the last 14 years, and they've won eight of the last 14 national championships. And of the teams that are in the field, five of them have won national championships. LSU hasn't done it since 09, which seems like a long time. Carolina's won two national championships and played for three since the last time LSU won. A title there. Florida has won the most recent back in 2017. Virginia in 2015. Stanford won it last in 1988. That was a back-to-back for them. They won it in 1987 as well. And Wake Forest, 
1955. They were the last ACC team to do it until Virginia did it in 2015, which is nuts. That's a 60-year difference. Oral Roberts, TCU, and I hope it stays this way, Tennessee have never won it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, let's bring in Mr. Love. We've got him in the waiting room here. Fantastic. Fantastic. That's fantastic. The latest Gamecock commitment. Yeah. Joins us now. Hey, guys. Yeah. How are you? Hey, Mason. Uh, welcome to Inside the Gamecocks show, and we certainly appreciate you jumping in. Congratulations on your commitment to South Carolina football. How's it feel? I mean, it feels good just to be able to not to worry about the recruiting process anymore and just kind of um, – I'm just glad I found my home. Why South Carolina? Uh, so first, um, you know, SEC, you can't really get much better than that. Um, number one special teams uh, in the nation. And then just kind of the situation they have up there is um, really appealing to me. Uh, they got Kai, um, two years left. So um, if my freshman year, if he's still there, he'll be able to um, – you know, teach me and just kind of get me used to um, playing in front of, you know, 80,000 people every week. So, um, you know, it's just kind of the best fit for me. Yeah, JC. I, I was going to ask about Pete Limbo and, and, and Shane Beamer, both are special teams guys. They emphasize it. Um, you know, uh, just to tell me about, Pete and, and, and kind of his approach to recruiting you. Uh, did he tell you any World War II stories? Did he use any kind of, uh, you know, movie analogy? Uh, you know, he, he's a favorite around here and certainly uh, his coaching speaks for itself, but he's got, a, he's a unique personality as well. Mm, yeah. He's definitely a uh, very genuine people or a person. He's very down to earth. And, uh, you know, as a coach, he, his coaching style is very, game-like so practices you only may you may only get um maybe four or five kicks um and that's um kind of how is it how it is in game because you're not you're not going to have you know 15 kicks that um from straight down the middle so um definitely his coaching style is very efficient organized and um, well structured so i like that hey you're from you're not from you're from missouri but you're kind of right on the border of kansas kansas city area right uh, yeah. So, so did, did you grow up a Mizzou fan, or do you, do you like Kansas or K-State, or did, did you not really have a, a favorite team? Uh, I didn't really have a favorite team. It was just kind of whoever's on, um, I'll watch, but um, I haven't really been a fan. Have you watched much Gamecock football in your life? Uh, Not. So when I was first growing up, not really. And then whenever they beat um, Tennessee, that's when I was – um, started watching more and more and um, went back to the um, before Spencer Rattler got there and um, kind of watched up to that. And they, when Coach Beamer got there, that's when um, that's when I started to like really um, tune in. All right, so are you, are you a right-legged punter? Right-legged? You're not left-legged? Yeah. yeah, yeah like Kai, right Kai's left-legged. So just, yeah, Kai's a lefty. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So – so what I'm hearing here is Carolina came on your radar when you watched them beat Tennessee on national television. Yeah, and when Tennessee, they were like, what, number five in the nation, and they yeah. beat them by 30. So it was definitely 
palm. You know, <laughs> it was definitely 30, something that. 35, Mason. 35. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So yeah. you'd say that's an excellent selling point for the program there, Mason, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, and then, well, and then the and next week against Clemson, I don't know if you saw the yeah. Clemson game, the oh, punter, yeah. he was the MVP. I mean, uh, special teams like that. <laughs> Beat the, beat the number eight team in the country the following week. Yeah. You know, what did you think about that and and how the uh, how Kai performed and the special teams overall? Yeah, so people don't really realize like punting actually helps a lot and uh, until you need it. So uh, whenever they fumbled that uh, that last punt with like two minutes left, it was definitely uh, um, really fun to watch. And as a punter, you um, you really like to see other people like succeed and. Um, show that punting is actually uh, really cool. Yeah. <laughs> Mason, do you when did you start punting? Uh, I started in fifth grade. Um, so, but I didn't really get, um, you know, really good until my freshman year. Um, okay. So, that was just kind of when, um, you know, fifth grade, I, uh, I started playing with my older brother and they needed a kicker. So, uh, I was like, I'll just play and the extra points in that league were actually worth two, so it was um, a really big uh, advantage. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Do you play any other sports? Uh, soccer, uh, tennis, golf, ba- basketball, baseball, anything like that? Uh, not right now. Right now it's just football, but I played – I've done baseball, <laughs> swim, wrestling, track, gymnastics, oh, um, but never soccer. No yeah. soccer, which is yeah. interesting because yeah. a lot of yeah. punters and kickers are soccer guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think it's be- yeah. Uh, I was just uh, my form is really. Uh, I haven't really worked with anybody, so it's just kind of been uh, me on my own. So that's kind of uh, you know not playing soccer kind of helped a lot, but um, okay, I can see why. So you haven't you haven't worked with anybody. When you get here, you're going to work with the best in the country. You, you, Pete Limbo is the best special teams coach in college football. Yeah. You know, Coach Beamer knows a little bit about this himself, and there are other guys yeah. on that staff who have some experience. So what what specifically did Coach Limbo tell you that he saw in you on film, and if you punted on campus while you were here, what criticisms, critiques, any of that? What did he What did he tell you? Um, so he actually came down to my high school. In in May, um, and watched me punt, and that was probably uh, one of the best punting sessions I've had. Um, so he really liked my uh, my warm up technique. You know, I didn't really spend you know thirty forty minutes on just warming up. Um, he liked that I was like efficient, organized with that, and then um, just my style of punting is um, really compact and explosive. And so um, he he liked that, and um, just kind of the and then after we did field goal and punt, or field goal and uh, kickoff, um, and so he really liked that and liked that I can do all three. What's yeah, but the, did he have you throw? Uh, <laughs> after, <laughs> uh, uh, so I actually played quarterback my freshman year, and so um, and along with baseball, so I uh, um, that's definitely helped. After I punted, I actually um, he was talking to. Uh, my head coach and uh, defensive coordinator, and so I was uh, playing catch with um, some of the teammates that were on the field. So uh, hopefully, saw some good things in my in my throwing form. Do you? What is the what is the furthest punt you've had in your career? 
the longest? Uh, so sophomore year, we did like a rugby punt, and that was um, I had an eighty. I think it was eighty-two. What? Yeah. Uh, it's I think nice when they roll your way, right, man? <laughs> 80. Yeah, I think it was <laughs> roll away. Period. I think it was sixty-two in air, and then I think it was like fifteen or twenty uh, roll. Um, so that one was that one. I got a hold of that one, and then last year we did a more traditional, just straight on punt, and then that yep. one, I think it was fifty-five from the line of scrimmage with like a four-seven hang. So. So uh, about 20 years ago, and JC and Phil can definitely uh, uh, back this up. They'll, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about when I say it. Coach Lou Holtz was the head football coach at South Carolina, and the rugby style became rather popular under him, and then that kind of began to dissipate. Um, and, and, you know, we had some guys who could do it. I don't think JC, Phil, I don't think I ever saw one roll 80 yards. But um, but they but you know Josh and those guys you know they would they would just run out there and try to pooch it down there. Um, so th- tell us the differences in punting a traditional versus a rugby style. How how do you yeah. as a punter you know is there, do you like one more than the other? But what are the real differences to make sure you get a good kickoff? Yeah, so uh, I like traditional uh, a little bit more just because it's less variables to worry about. Um, you don't really have to worry about. Uh, you know, your steps are like running out and rolling. Um, and so for rugby, it's kind of, uh, you catch it and then you really have to mold it as you run, which is, um, depending on the wind or, um, you know, like just the certain, like, uh, the situation you're in, you have to do it quick. Um, and then it's really just kind of, um, how you hold it. Um, I know some people who hold it like, um, like straight on like this when they punt it, or sometimes they, um, they'll tilt it a lot just to get the rotation um, just kind of favorable for that uh, situation they're in. But um, it's definitely, if you can do it, it's it can be good um, to pin them deep or just have directional. Um, but for me, I like um, traditional, like straight on, um, just because it's a little bit easier for me to get, uh, like, better distance and hang time. Um, but I can do both. Um, it's just, I like traditional a little bit more. Do you have a favorite punter? If you say Kai Kroger, you can't do that. That's a, that's cheating. <laughs> that's cheating. You gotta have, you gotta have somebody else. Um, is there a guy in the NFL or something? Yeah, definitely. Tommy Townsend is up there. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. He's pretty good. Probably one of the best in the, uh, in the league. And then, um, Marquette King for the Raiders and, uh, Broncos. I really like him. And then, I think who else? Do you do you uh, see anything that they do that you try to emulate as a punter? Yeah, so Tommy, he's his steps are really compact, and he um, just the amount of um, explosiveness he gets through his leg and how high he can bring it up is something that I want to be able to do. So um, you know, just being as compact as possible is what I've really taken away from his game, and um, it's helped a lot just because you don't have to. If you overstep on a punt, then, I mean, it's just not going to be as good. Um, it's a little bit harder to just control. So, um. Okay. Here's a double dip for you, and this is this is a uh, – people will, will be anxious to hear, especially your answer to the second question here. The, the first one, where all have you visited, uh, officially or unofficially, in uh, um, college football? So I've been to Alabama, Auburn – um, Cal Berkeley, 
Florida, Florida State, um, wow, Air Force, uh, K State, Iowa State, Wisconsin. Um, I think where else? You've been everywhere, literally. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, been, <laughs> I mean, we'll be here all day. I mean, you visited every Power Five school in football. Okay, when you walked into Williams Bryce Stadium for the first time, what did what did you think? Uh, I I get to feel the energy. I mean, just trying to imagine the um, you know eighty eighty thousand people like waving the towels and um, screaming USC is definitely something that, that gave me chills. Um, and I didn't realize how how like just tall it is. So that was just even better. And uh, it's definitely definitely gave me chills the first time walking in. Okay, are you with your mom or dad in the car or? Uh, no, I'm actually with my friends. We're about to go uh, do a workout. Okay. But okay, yeah. All right. So outside of uh, the the opposite sex in Columbia, what was your favorite thing about being on campus <laughs> at Carolina? Uh, definitely the support. Um, the amount of uh, you know support just for special teams and uh, academics and just being a football player on campus is definitely something that's really appealing, and uh, I really like that. You know, they said they had. 60 to 80 tutors um, and three academic advisors and um, just like walking around. I was with Mitch and um, Hunter and we were walking around town and, uh, you know, they got recognized and uh, just, I mean, pretty, it sounds like the entire city is behind the football team and um, they support oh, everything is. about it. Yeah, it, it, there's there's no doubt about that. You'll actually run into some people who probably tell you how to punt while you're there, believe it or not. <laughs> probably never had that in your life. What was your name? Did hey JC Phil? Did his name make it up on the uh, on the on the sign in five points? Yes, yeah, he did. He, he did. made. Uh, wow. Yep. Ah, oh, you're a legend. <laughs> yep, you're, you're already a legend, Mason. Did you get a picture? Uh, oh yeah. Um, I'll be. Yeah. I'll be honest. Somebody, somebody called me and was like, uh, and it was before uh, I was kind of digging into who you were and stuff. And it was like, Mason Love is probably going to commit. And then I, you know, I'm getting old and I can't remember these names. So I'm like, you know, I thought it was a basketball recruit because your name sounds like a Duke basketball player. Like you could see, you could, you could hear Coach Shesky two years ago. Mason Love is a great power. He's really good for us, you know. So. Uh, you got a hell of a name, kid. So that was good. Okay. And then I realized who you were, and I was like, "Wow, this guy can really kick." Because at some point, you know, you got to you got to replace Kroger, and uh, you're the heir apparent. And, uh, I think. Uh, I think. What are you going to major in at Carolina? You know yet? Uh, I was going to do athletic training, and then we went to the um, the pre professional like um, advisor, and she showed me all the classes that I have to take. Um, and so calculus <laughs> was not something that I was yeah. forward to taking. Uh, uh-huh. but, um, that was before I knew all the, um, all the support they had. So, um, yeah. I think I'll try it out the, at least freshman year. So see how that goes. But, um, I think as long Would as you, I have that support. What do you think about coach Beamer? Oh, he's, you know, at other schools, um, uh, it's probably Alabama. I was really nervous and scared to meet the head coach, um, but <laughs> the girl, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'd be yeah. too. How how would you yeah. compare your meetings with Saban versus your meeting with with Shane or uh, Coach Beamer? So, Coach Saban, it was uh, we were in the indoor, and it was just kind of um, 
maybe maybe a minute. Um, it wasn't really too much about recruiting. It was just kind of how – because I went down to the spring game. Um, and so it was kind of how their punter did. And, um, you know, their punter is, I think, a senior right now. So um, he said that they're looking for someone. Um, well, Coach Beamer, uh, first he, uh, he sat down with my parents and just talked about how, um, you know, just Kansas City and the barbecue and, um, you know, it's more of a um, – more personal conversation. Yeah, it's not shocking to be honest no, with you. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I, 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 unless y'all have something else, uh, no, ah, you good? Yeah, great oh, stuff. Man. Yeah, thanks, man. Well, Appreciate I, you taking some time with us today. Yeah, yeah, no problem. That's very, very, very happy to have you. Uh, do us a favor, get send us a, a an autograph before you start charging for them. Okay, <laughs> I will. We'd like yeah. to have it so when you get in the NFL, we can say, you know, we were we were this guy's first interview. Remember yeah. when? Yeah, this and the internet <laughs> is forever, Mason. So this will be up there even when you are kicking for you know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Panthers. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations, my my man. Thank you. Uh, that is uh, really. I know your family's got to be unbelievably proud. What a mm-hmm. great Father's Day present for your dad. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's pretty neat. So. You treat him well this weekend, and uh, and we'll see you in Columbia soon. We really appreciate you joining us. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yes, Thanks, sir. Man. Yes, yes, sir. Right. There you go. Mason right. Love, Bye-bye. future punter at South Carolina, and uh, he booted 182 yards, so he's probably going to be okay. By the way, a little I'm, news. Jordan's selling the Hornets, and guess who is part of the ownership group? Uh, the new one? I don't know. He says you got a lot of boot left to fill, my man. Eric Church, yeah. Eric Church. Eric Church right. and Jay Cole are part of that group. So, yeah. Uh, I know Eric Church is a big North Carolina. He's a Chiefs, a big North Carolina basketball fan. So, about yep. getting a piece of the Hornets is probably pretty cool for him. Well, he's he's getting very smart with his business enterprises. I'm not, he's 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 in on a lot of stuff. One day he'll stop he singing and he's going to be still a you know billionaire. All right, um, so it, let's. Instead of the way he sings sinners being like uh, sinners, you know, he does that. It's going to be monetization. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be his new monetization, new tagline. Uh, two weeks but, from today. Two weeks yeah. from today. Chief, 20, uh, cool. number 25. All right, uh, we'll uh, hit a quick timeout. When we return, Coach G.A. Mangus will pop in with us here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass Searfoss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864 864- 414-5271 Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Cool Joe here. And when I'm not eating average jambalaya or celebrating endless summer in Destin, I like to eat pimento cheese straight off the bucket. Mmm. And the only pimento cheese I like to eat is from Nana's Porch. It's award-winning. It'll melt in your mouth. It's good on a cracker. It's good in a bowl. It's good on a piece of bread. Also, don't forget Nana's Porch has a hell of a food truck. It's award-winning as well, and they're here for all of your catering needs. So get online, nanasporch.com. It's mm-mm good. Coach O, signing off. Endless summer. Go Tiger.
The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama. Columbia and go hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey, JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our board, Matt Odom, has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone City. This is Cole Messina from the Yardcocks. Electric Bikes of Charleston powers inside the Gamecocks, the show. Be sure to check them out online or in Mount Pleasant. Go Gamecocks. Ah. Oh, man. There he is. What's up, man? Gosh. I don't think we need to introduce him, do we? It's, it's Coach uh, you know, I'm just like happy to see him. I haven't seen him in a long time, man. I just think it's like, goodness. Sorry. What's up, man? I was just like, like man, it's good to see GA, you know. Look at that. <laughs> now he's gone. Oh, that that would have been funny. <laughs> Is there does anybody have a better offensive coordinator in the state of South Carolina than Hammond now with Coach Mangus? Oh. No. I'm gonna go out on a oh, limb he's and muted. say no. Bill, he's <laughs> muted. Is oh, he muted? Uh, Bill, you gotta unmute him. I tried. He's muted himself, so I can't do it. You muted yourself, uh, coach. You, you muted yourself, coach. Not yet. No. Check. Can't, still can't hear you, Coach. Hmm. We heard him at first. Yeah, it was interesting. He was there. Yeah. And now when you cool. switched it, you hit the mute, the mute button, I think. But that's okay. It won't let me it's do easy. it. There he is. Nope. And now oh. He was, and then it was gone. You were out. You were in. and yeah. Man. You want to you tell him just to, to hit the stream again, call, get back, guys? Yeah, see if he can get back because he's frozen up now. Yeah, just have him uh, cook him out and then have him hit the, the, yeah. the link again. Yeah. If you can't get him, get him back in. Yeah, yeah he's the, the link. Yeah, he's out. Yeah, okay. For anybody that missed that, he's the offensive coordinator at Hammond. <laughs> They're going to score 100 points a game. <laughs> it's crazy. They score a lot, that's for sure. Got, I mean, do you, uh, you think he's ever going to have, like, Coach Spurrier come out and just kind of hang around? Well, yeah, boys. I'll say this about GA of the guys that have coached for Spurrier. He's the closest to being able to call that offense. Oh uh, yeah. No question. Like as, Shane Matthews is probably kind of up there too. Uh, Shane, you know, I, I, he, I think he was Shane Matthews is in the XFL this year calling plays, but uh, GA knows all the, um, you know, steamers and mills and all those routes. And, and there's probably we, not anybody close. We got him now. 
Now he's back. Yeah, there he is. Yeah, I was just saying something nice about you and your play calling. I said, there's probably nobody that has run this offense out there. Coach Spurrier's part of it that they can call it like you. And I, I've been, I've looked, maybe Shane Matthews, because I know he's in the XFL. I know you know Shane. I had him on the other podcast the other day, but uh, I was just like, we were talking about how Hammond's probably going to score 100 points a game this year. So. Go ahead, Jamie. Did we? <laughs> what happened to, what happened I have to no his idea. audio? He's having the hardest time with audio today. I don't understand back? what's going on. Because it I doesn't look muted. It's not muted. It's not. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I don't either. Now yeah. JC's gone. And now <laughs> everything's just falling off the rails. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just, I don't know if his volume's down or I don't know what happened. But I'm not sure either. Maybe, uh, yeah, I can't hear him. I hate this. He's on the phone. Maybe it's a speaker thing. Yeah. I'll uh, send him a message and see if and we. And he's muted again. Yeah, I'll send him a message and tell him we just we're having a tough time hearing him, but uh, we'll certainly work on it here. Oh, so I did it that time. Everything's falling apart. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, J- JC's power just went out at his house. Yeah. But now GE's back in the car, and now it's just us. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 I uh, you know, I, I just sent Coach Mangus a text and told him that we can't hear him, and uh, we'll see if we can fix it. I don't know. There we are. I don't either. Yeah, I don't know what else to. I'm not sure what else to do, but uh, definitely seems like it's on his end. He was working at first, but. Um, Man, it's really strange. I don't know if this probably it looked like he transitioned from out of the car into the car. Maybe it's a Bluetooth. Well, thing. and that, that's know. what I'm wondering. Yeah, I'm I'm wondering if if being in the car, if it wasn't connecting to his is you know what I mean, Bluetooth. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that can happen from time to time. So hopefully he'll try to pop oh, back in. Yeah, he's back. He's back. Let's see. Can we hear? Yes, we can hear him. You there? Yeah, there you are. All right. All right. I don't know what's going on. Where are you? I'm up here in Godforsaken Hills of East Tennessee, getting ready to play in a golf tournament. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, so I, that, now you know why it happened because yeah. I left Columbia and came up here. So, <laughs> well, uh, what what tournament are you playing in up there? Uh, it's a it's a fundraiser for a cancer uh, association, and oh. there'll be a bunch of ball fans here. So I'm gonna have a fun day. I think. Yeah, you can wear them out, man. Wear them out, you know. You got plenty of ammo, so just keep going. Don't stop. <laughs> nah, I'm gonna try not to. Uh, uh, speaking of golf, by the way, have you seen what's happened to DJ to start the day at the U.S. Open? I think I was I was listening to it driving up here this morning. I think he made an eight, didn't he, on the second hole? Yeah. Then he he just bo- he bogeyed four. He's at two under. He's dropped four shots in five holes. Man, well that thing was gonna get harder. You got all the glass half empty, glass half empty people in the world that, you know, they like to see guys shoot eighty and everything instead of just enjoying the golf tournament. So I've been listening to that for four hours. Oh, God. yeah. <laughs> how about how about Ricky? Is this is this Ricky's moment? That'd be great. I think everybody'd be a popular victory for sure. 
Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt. Well, hey, man, thanks for jumping in short short notice with us. Obviously, uh, yesterday just got brutal news with the loss of, of Coach Lawing, and we were, you know, there's only so many people out there who, who knew him as well inside and out, on and off the field as you did, and, and certainly wanted to, to get some somebody's quality thoughts on it. So, uh, well, your thoughts on Coach Lawling and his life and his career and his your your friendship with him? Poor, yeah. There you go. There's no that's, audio. I know. That's yeah. okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah. uh, it's okay. Again. Um, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, we lost JC. It's every time GA goes out, so does JC. Yeah, I, I'm just still confused as to how the audio isn't working up there, but I know oh, it's nuts. That's okay. It's all this. good. We uh, we audio will... only. I don't know. It's because he explained it. East Tennessee. That's exactly what they're from. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll try. We'll try to just get him back in soon and and yeah. and go from there. But. Um, Coach Mangus, if you can hear us, hit them straight in East Tennessee. Which, by the way, I like the hills of East Tennessee. Oh, it's not bad up there. It's a beautiful country. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I like uh, I like a lot of that area up there. I actually have hunted in a little town called Church Hill, Tennessee. Church for anybody Hill. that was one. Nice. Yeah, it's okay. not far from Kingsport. Not far from Kingsport. Uh, you get back. off. Let's see if we can hear him now. No, still muted. <laughs> Is he? Can you unmute him? I tried, but it's on his end. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. Well, nope. Can we hear you, Coach? Nope. Still can't. Ah, darn it. That's okay. We'll give uh, we'll give him our best, and and we'll yeah. have him back here back here soon. We do need to hit a uh, a final timeout, so let's let's do that. We'll hit our final timeout of the afternoon. And we'll be right back on Inside the Gamecocks, the show from the Sinorama Studios. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. Magnum, Velotric, Aventon Bikes, and more. And they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle help you handle the southern heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available all ages and sizes. ElectricBikesCharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Electric 
to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Welcome home. That's what the Gamecocks say. And so does the Barn Doe Company, where they can build your dream home starting as low as $160 per square foot. If you live in the Carolinas, Georgia, or Tennessee, their turnkey process takes just four to six months on average and can be custom designed by size and details. Make your dream a reality. Visit thebarndominiumco.com. That's thebarndominiumco.com. The Barn Doe Company. Gamecock owned and operated. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Ethan Petrie from Land Lakes, Florida, and you are listening to the show with JB, JC, and Phil. Go Cox! Monty drive to left. Morgan looks up, and it is gone. The 2 is sent to center, and this one is going to be long gone. Shot the opposite field from Cassis, and it's gone. 2-0. That's driven deep to left. Langford looks up, and it's gone. A couple All-Americans returning to the middle of the lineup in that montage there. Cole Messina. Yeah. Ethan Petrie. National Freshman of the Year, according to... Uh, perfect game. All right, we're going to give this one more shot with Coach Mangus if we can. There we are. Can you hear us, Coach? How about it? Yeah, yep. we got you. Yeah, we got you. Excellent. All right, so we'll we'll make right. it we'll make it quick on you. Your thoughts on the passing of Coach Lawing? Well, it was bad news. I got a text from uh, Ellis yesterday morning, um, and uh, you know we're, we're we're all saddened by it. Um, you know, my wife has stayed in touch with Laura and, you know, our prayers and thoughts go out to her for sure. And Brett will and the rest of the family, um, you know, he was, he was a friend. He was an interesting character. He's a hell of a football coach. Um, I tell people all the time and have told him here as recently in the last few months, talking to some guys, of, you know, he's simply the best D line guy I've ever been around. Um, that's what he liked. He liked to coach those four guys and he didn't want, any more of that or, or any less than that. He loved those guys. And uh, and he was really, really good at it. So he'll be missed. He'll be missed. We lost a damn good football coach, that's for sure, and a good friend. Yeah, I, you know, I've never talked to anybody ever um, that knew Coach Lawing that not only didn't have a, a bad thing to say about him, but never walked away uh like fulfilled like all we hear about is the stories he would tell and 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 just his persona when he walked into a room he owned the room and things like that I mean off the field did he carry a lot of the same characteristics that he did on it yeah he did he you know he was a I I went on a lot of recruiting trips with Brad you know we recruited I remember taking him to Philadelphia and, and you know I took him down to a couple of little pubs after we got done we were up recruiting 
Um, and, and, you know, he was just, he was, he was funny. He was charismatic. He had stories from every place uh, that he'd ever coached. Um, and, and, you know, people loved him in North Carolina to Lexington, South Carolina, and, you know, coming out of the Nick Saban tree and, and, um, you know, it just, it was, it was a lot of fun. I'll tell you a funny story uh, here before we go is, you know, I, his room was right across my quarterback room uh, in the, in, in, in the end zone there when, when our offices were over there. And I walked by one day to go meet Connor and, and Steven and, and, and Dylan and, and walked by and I saw all the D linemen sitting on a medicine ball, you know, the ones you did sit-ups on. And uh, I was like, what in the hell's going on? And I, and so after it was over, I came, I said, why are you doing that? And he goes, he goes, you got to do that. He said, you know, D line meeting, you know, if you keep them in there too long, they'll fall asleep. And he goes, that way they never, if they're sitting in a chair, they'll fall asleep. But they sit on those medicine balls. As soon as their eyes close, they fall over and hit their head on the ground or, or whatever. And, and, uh, and I, I have given that tip and that, that I learned from him and, and saw that it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And people have actually come back and said, you know, whatever coach Long did, he goes, that's a great thing for a D line meeting room. So, um, you know, he was, he was unique. Uh, he was unique. He was a, a really good recruiter. Um, you know, he, he, even as he got, you know, older, uh, still had a way to relate with the, with those guys. I mean, Clowney, you know, yeah. it, his relationship with Clowney was awesome. And, and, uh, and he made, he made JD better and, and JD knew it. And there was a lot of respect there. Um, and, uh, you know, just just good times. I mean, that run we had was obviously good times for all of us that are Gamecocks, and uh, Brad was a huge part of that. And and uh, uh, you know, I, I'll miss him. Well, he was so real. You think about recruiting sometimes in football, and there's a lot of slime balls out there, right, Coach? I mean, you've you've Lots. come across a lot of these dudes in your in your career. That's yep. he he just walked in and told you like it was, didn't he? No, he did. Yeah, he was just a you know he was just a, a good old boy and and. Uh, you know, he, he, he made a lot of friends in Columbia. I mean, I, I've, 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 I've had a few reach out to me over the last 24 hours. And, and, you know, a lot of people haven't lived out there at the lake. And, you know, he still stayed in touch and was friends with a bunch of people over there in the Lexington Gamecock community. And, um, you know, that, that's why he was a, he was a down to earth guy, never met a stranger. And, uh, you know, the, the, the football, that's who he was, you know, more than a football coach, even though he was really good at that. Yeah, it's just, it's really sad. It's uh, and I, I'm assuming Shane and Tra- and Travian is now the D line coach at Carolina. I mean, yeah. there's got to be some carry over there, right? Oh yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, the the influence doesn't go away. I mean, we're we're all we're all part of who coached us, uh, and the influences we got from our coaches. Uh, you know, when we played, and and um, you know, like I, I played for Coach Furrier, and I, I I've I've done a lot of things you know, and learned a bunch of things from him and carried, you know, that influence in, in, in my career. Um, and, and Travian will, will do that. Cliff Matthews was coaching uh, yep. D-line, you know, up at Limestone and, and, uh, and, and, and has moved on in his career too. And, and those guys, you know, there, there's just, there's nothing, there's nothing they can do but carry on some of Brad's legacy and, and what they learned because they got taught by the best. All right, before we let you run, Coach, uh, it, it's the summer. What did Coach Spurrier used to call it? Talking season. Um, but uh, yeah. only a couple of months away from the Gamecocks kicking off. I'm not sure how how engaged you've been with them, but entering the third year under under Shane, your, your thoughts on what they could look like when they get going in September? Well, the only game I went to last year was the Tennessee game. So, uh, and the year oh. before, the only game I went to was the Gators. So uh, well, You should I'm come more often. 
Yeah, two and zero in the last two years, especially when they're big point point spread underdog. You know, when they're underdogs. Um, yeah. You know, it's 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 hard telling. I mean, this time of year is you know with the portal and all that stuff, which you nice. know is absolutely insane. Um, but you know, things change. I mean, it's almost like it's free agency every year, right? And if if somebody gets the piece or two that's that they're difference makers, uh, somebody can move from the middle of the pack to the top of the pack in a hurry. So, um, you know, we'll see. Uh, you know, Dune, I don't, I don't worry too much about it. And, and, you know, we go slinging around at Hammond once a week and I'm coaching a bunch of QBs and skill guys down at apex and training them for XFL combines and pro combines and things of that nature and trying to play golf about four or five days a week. So, uh, tell you the truth right now in June, I ain't worried about it. We're going to go out here and try to win this scramble. And, and, uh, and I'm going to go, I'm going to go down the, I'm going to go down the river tomorrow and drink five or six beers down the congaree with my wife for father's day weekend and all right and uh we're gonna have us a hell of a time so family time for me right now not talking season so 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 you do carry a lot of coach spurrier in you is what you're saying <laughs> hey, yeah well, talk I, about I, influence yeah yeah well that's, yeah that's, you know right June, june's not the time there's enough intensity during the season Man. You, know, you don't have to you don't have to wear yourself out more that's why i like the live tour let's play 12 times a year and get ready for the majors Hey, you know what? I, I I'm with you on that, man. It is uh, it ch- sure has changed a lot, but um, we'll go. Hey, shoot them straight. Happy Father's right, Day guys. weekend to you, Coach, and and thanks for making time for us. We really do appreciate it. Hope to see you here soon. Now we know who was calling plays in the Tennessee game last year. So, what? <laughs> anytime, anytime. You guys call me anytime. We will. Thank you. There Thank you, you. GA Mangus uh, from the hills of Tennessee, about to tee up and uh, and then. What do you say he's doing? He's floating the Congaree tomorrow. Then, yeah, floating down the Congaree. I've floated that river many a times. Yeah, five or six beers. Yeah, uh, had a lot it's a more sliding scale. Yeah, <laughs> sliding <laughs> scale. I I will never say who this was, but uh, it was, <laughs> I would I would say it was a very popular name at the time, who disappeared on the river, <laughs> and uh, was escorted home around nine o'clock at night by the. Richland County Sheriff's Department. Got <laughs> hmm. a knock on the door, and there he was wrapped in a towel. I wonder if this yours? You. <laughs> he said, Don't misplace something here, boys. <laughs> this can not get back to Coach So and So. I said, No worry. Yeah, yeah. See, no, no, it doesn't leave the front door here. Don't <laughs> so, worry about that. Nothing to yeah. see here. I think uh, Coach Mangus just summarized Coach Spurrier with his weekend plans. Really? Yeah. I mean, you know, you talk about coaching influence. It's like, no. But, but you know, I, I mean, honestly, like it would be a really unique thing. And, and his, by the way, it was, it was great to hear his comments on Coach Lawing. And, um, but like, you know, if you really, um, if we could do it, and maybe we will do it, you know, maybe we'll find a day this summer where Coach Mangus had guys like Coach Mangus, maybe him and somebody else have, have a full hour or so where we can just plug them in. And and let them walk us through. I mean, we almost forget what coaching once was. Like, yeah, I, I don't think Coach Spurrier would survive in today's college football. He wouldn't want to survive. Um, I don't think he would. He would love it like he loved it because, you know, like GA just told you. I mean, hey, I'm gonna play golf. I'm gonna float the river tomorrow. That's what those guys did. I mean, in June, yeah, Coach Spurrier wanted you to get out and go enjoy your life. Yeah, and you I mean, can't do that anymore. Shane's guys have to recruit all June. 
it's a 24 7 365 environment right now and it you could i mean i just i think we're going to start seeing some burnout effects of this here within oh, the next couple course. of years now you know it's Absolutely. like people are some of these guys are just going to start being like nope you know what i'm i'm coaching at hammond <laughs> yeah <laughs> you or, know, go for that yeah or somewhere like that you know i'm going to the nfl yeah or yeah yeah, exactly. Where there is an off season and you're not having to constantly recruit players. And the only thing you got to worry about is whether or not your front office is going to sign contracts with guys that are good enough to get you over the hump. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I mean, um, it, it, it's, it's, it's turned into chaos and, and Shane has, uh, we, I think, was it last year or somewhere, somewhere in there? I talked to Shane about a lot of that. He said, you know, I, I have to, that's one of the reasons why I'm, Trying to make sure that my guys understand your families are welcome in this building. You you need to leave and go watch your kids' t-ball games. You need to leave and go do these things. There's sometimes you're not gonna be able to do that, of course, but um, but you you've got to make sure that we balance family until they get this calendar fixed and figured out. If they can yeah. ever do it, uh, he's doing his best to make sure that 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 type of burnout is either less likely or not as likely to happen if you're coaching at South Carolina. And, and we had an in-depth conversation about that one time. And he's, and good for him. Some guys, you know, don't see it that way. And um, it, it kind of is what it is. So Yeah, but it, it's neat. It, it, and it's one thing I've noticed since he's been there is, you know, every time you see pictures of, you know, media availability of the team at the facilities and things like that, or even just, you know, walking around the offices, there's kids. The yep. kids are there, you know. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. hey, you know, you – you got to be out. Why not make it a welcoming, welcoming environment for your family as well? And, you know, I, I think it all just goes to that culture that, I mean, you know, it, it speaks to that, that big C world that we like to bring up, you know, yeah. in regard to coach Beamer, but that, that, that's real. There's no doubt. You either have it or you don't. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you have it. I mean, you know, Everybody's got culture. I mean, you got, do you have a positive one, a negative one? Is it neutral, or none? Or yeah, or yeah, that or that apathy that you know Coach Lake talks about with all these baseball programs that yeah, don't care after June. Yeah. <laughs> well, and but he's right about that. You know, yeah. uh, oh, yeah. there's there's no question. Uh, John Whittle, uh, by the way, uh, has um, a couple of. Uh, couple of updates on the big spur as it pertains to baseball recruiting i i am not a writer for the the big spur but i would say there's a couple of other things going on in addition to john's reporting that will more than likely surface over the next few days so uh and it's all good for for south carolina they're in on some elite players and um they'll continue to build the foundation and hopefully this time next year, we'll be talking about them playing tonight yes. in Omaha, Nebraska. But John's got a good update, and there's and there's and I can just tell you, you know, there's some, there's some additional sources. There's some pretty good stuff going on. So, as it pertains to Omaha, Oral Roberts, and TCU, two o'clock today on ESPN and seven o'clock tonight on ESPN. Seventh seeded Virginia and second seeded Florida. Tomorrow it's Stanford and Wake at two, and I think the game that. Most are really looking forward to Tennessee and LSU tomorrow night. A couple of top ten draft picks in that one facing off against each other. So very, very excited for it. Excited for the U.S. Open and excited for all of you. Really do appreciate 
the uh, the kind words from uh, Bink just a little bit ago. Uh, really do appreciate that. It's the greatest honor in my life to be dad to those sweet little girls behind me, and I'm uh, going to have a lot of fun with them over the next 48 hours or so until we see you all again. For JC and then for all three of our guests today, Stuart Lake, punter at South Carolina, Mason Love, and Coach G.A. Mangus, and, of course, the Dynamite producer himself, Phil. Uh, we thank you for being with us all week long. Have a wonderful, wonderful Father's Day weekend. And we look forward to seeing you on Monday on Inside the Gamecocks, the show built by the Barn Dominium Co. and live from the Sinorama Studios. And remember, tee it up with Traveling Country Club 